again folks uh with the uh ron savage report um got a guest on here a guest friend of mine which was on here once before um a few months ago um mrs rage up in new york hey mrs rage how you doing i'm really good how about yourself um still here (laughs) (laughs) yeah that seems to be the new greeting nowadays isn't it Still right. alive, thank you. Yeah, still alive, still alive. <laughs> See you next week, maybe. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like, like, what you trying, what you doing next weekend? Hopefully, surviving. <laughs> right. So, but yeah, I mean, I got um, I got rage here with me, and um, you know, we're, you know, like I was, I was telling her earlier, it's like, I don't want to be considered a conspiracy theorist or anything, but you know, I don't want to consider myself a sheep you know just doing whatever you know is said to do and having you know no questions about it just you know just walk in that direction if they tell you to go that way just go that way no i need i need some info on that why am i going that way so you know and and, you know rage is kind of the same page with me because this this is getting ridiculous it's 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 insane now um let me ask you, Ray, real quick. This social distancing and personal space, uh, what's the difference? Yeah, see, I don't know, because I try to stay away from everybody anyway. So I really haven't changed my life. I, I don't want people too close to me because <laughs> people are gross. So, yeah, I, I don't know. And I understand the social distancing. What the? Uh, like, personal space before this was always just considered that that normal amount of space that people have between each other when they stand and talk. And your relationship to one another, how close you are, kind of determines what personal space is. And now, you know, it's like, okay, so is social distancing and personal space the same thing? Or it, does social distancing just mean, like, stay away from people and personal space is the actual six-foot rule, um, which is kind of how I took it, which is fine because I want people to stay six feet away from me any damn way, so we're good. Right. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, you know, we had gotten away from, you know, the personal the personal space aspect because I was like, if I can extend my arm and touch touch you, well, I'm talking about, if I can extend my arm and touch you, then you're actually too close. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, just like, you know, you stand in a grocery store line and, you know, you got somebody's breath on your neck. I'm like, dude, you know, don't you feel like you're a little close to me? Yeah, right. You know? Right. And up here um, in my part of New York, people have a different idea of what that is compared to other places I've lived to where that exact thing has happened. Like, yo, I can feel you breathing on my neck. What, like, aren't you uncomfortable? I'll fart. I'll fart. And we can solve this problem right now. But, like, I, I hate that. People here in line at grocery stores normally 
will be so close that it's like, yo, your your cart is in my ass crack right now. Can you just like back it up four feet? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm like, I'm, like, yeah, you're looking at me putting my, you know, my panko, you know, to my my cart and stuff. Like, let's just use yours. Right. You know, you're right here next to me. You know, I I I don't even have the the time to you know pay for my stuff and walk away you're already on my back inserting your car i'm like you know give me some room man what the fuck? yeah i agree i like people to stay back from me and especially up here um flu season just kind of came through as well we have that every winter up here it gets really really bad so you need to you and your germs need to stay the hell back from me like for real <laughs> right you know and just like you know you, you bring up you know flu season you know um people are going to get the flu you know and it's like they just I, I noticed today that they just recently started talking about the differences between you know you know corona symptoms and flu symptoms yeah well you know what happened is at the beginning of february i and i get the flu shot every year i got it once after my semester was done in college and it was so bad it became bronchitis so i get the flu shot every year so this year i got the flu and i wasn't around anybody with flu so it kind of tripped me out and man it knocked me out i slept for 30 hours and then I felt like I'd have had to get better to die for another like five to seven days um and this was before the COVID stuff kind of came out and I remember telling people not face to face because when I'm sick I stay away from people but I remember telling people like hey you know this is like the flu but it's like something else too and a lot of other people had that up here I think I already had COVID back in February before we even knew that was a thing we had to worry about and a lot of other people around here have had the same problems they've had like weird pneumonias that the medicine didn't help um people that never normally get sick are getting really really sick and the flu shot I don't know if you know this isn't meant to prevent the flu it's meant to knock back the symptoms so it doesn't hit you as hard it just so happens there's also a 60 percent chance that you won't get the flu as a result so i've got this flu shot but i'm getting the flu worse than i ever got it when i didn't have a flu shot and i I kept telling people this is like the flu with something else and i couldn't figure it out because it's nothing i had experienced and then boom a month later we're now in quarantine in new york so I think I already had it. I think a lot of my friends had it. And they think they did too. We've talked about it. See that that's crazy. Social media. Yeah. 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 So I think I got it. And man, I felt like I got beat up. What's, I felt really bad. Well see, I don't take it. And then, I don't take the flu shot. No, I know a lot of people who don't and you know, still never get the flu. Like I said, it's not meant to really prevent it. It reduces your risk, cuts it down by a little over half. But it's really only meant to make it not as bad. How how well that works, I don't right. know. Right, so it'll suppress the flu shot is designed to suppress the symptoms, even though right. they're still there. And then, right. you know, I feel pretty good, but I'm still dying. <laughs> right, right. And they said uh, I was reading statistics on it, and for the uh, 2018 flu season, 900,000 people had to be hospitalized and 80,000 people died. So it's supposed to knock back uh, how many people die from it. And that's really all it does. 
but I take it anyway because fuck it, <laughs> you know, I, I haven't had the flu since I started taking it, except for this year. And like I said, I don't even think that was the flu. I really think I had, um, I think I had COVID. Uh, looking at the symptoms now, comparing the cold, the flu, and also I get seasonal allergies. So I do not want to sneeze or cough in public and have people looking at me like, oh, she's got the Rona. Oh, no. Yeah, right. Because I, I was, uh, I think I was at Walmart, was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. You know, so I was in there with, with my daughter, Jade, right? And, um, I sneezed, and I looked at us like, "Hey, if they if they start like crowd surfing me out the door, do something, you know, because the human body still has to do what it does. I mean, you know, you're still gonna cough, you're still gonna sneeze, you know. I mean, if you sneeze now, it's like they roll you up in bubble wrap and sit your ass outside. Yeah." And now, I mean, because we're we're being told to stay inside, which I don't have a problem with. Now it, it's still in the 30s here, and so like yesterday when I went out to go to the store, I hadn't been out in like two weeks. So I got a I got out of my car and I got a breath of that cold air and started coughing, and that made my nose run. It's like, oh shit, do I even want to go into the store? Like, right. look, like suck it up, suck it up. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hold that cough in. That's that's ridiculous, man. It, it makes no sense, you know. And no. um, I think I, I I texted you earlier today, you know, threw the question out to you. It's like, you know, they want us to be inside, you know, to, you know, prevent passing it around or catching or whatever the case is. What are they doing about our homes? You know, they have no place to go. They have no inside. So yeah. what they just they're just collateral damage or what? And I can't remember um, where I read it at. I don't even know if it was in America, but it had to do with the homeless. And they were telling people, you got to you gotta go inside. You got to social distance. Well, like you said, you know, where are you going to go? In your box, in your tent, in, in a wherever. And they were fining people for not going inside, for not um, cooperating with the quarantine. It's like, well, what do you want them to fucking do? But then if you put them all in like jail, now you have a whole group of people together. So now you've just spread it. So yeah, um, I know that in um, in California where I used to live, they just opened up two places for homeless people to come. Um, so they didn't have to be outside during all of this. But I haven't really heard much else from that. It's like, once again, they're the invisible population. Right. Nobody, nobody has the right answer because there really isn't a right answer. It's a very difficult thing to do. So I think people just kind of try to brush it under the rug and pretend it isn't a problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's crazy. You know, I mean, it's, it's like you're saying, it, they're, they're just an invisible population. It's like they're human beings, but, you know, you don't address that issue to be an issue you know it's like yeah during the winter months bring your dog inside you'll go to jail if your dog is left outside in the cold weather it's an animal yep you know but you'll step over a human being absolutely to go pick up your fucking dog and you know a lot of these people that are homeless um i'm not trying to say all homeless people on drugs are on drugs because that's certainly not the case but there's a large portion who are and this makes them more susceptible to getting sick and dying. And then you have another group who has mental health issues. So how do we help them right. while they're out there? Because they may not be able to understand um, 
you know, stay away from people. They might not understand how, what, even what's going on. And so that creates a whole other problem. And instead of the media doing something helpful and shining a light on this problem, saying, hey, let's come together, let's find a solution for this, they're like, go buy toilet paper. Right. I don't even get what that's about. Right. You know, I practically had to fight a bitch in the aisle for toilet paper because I'm like, I'm not trying to hoard, I just want to wipe my ass. But that's what they're focusing on instead of saying, hey, what about these other people? And, you know, in Italy, there are so many people with corona that in one hospital, you know, they don't have enough to go around. And that's a problem as well. And they're saying, okay, well, anybody over 60, don't give them a ventilator. So now we're facing issues of choosing who basically dies. And we're not talking about that either. So the things that we need to be addressing and talking about so this doesn't happen again, it's not being talked about. It's not being talked about at all. Not that I'm seeing it anyway. But I am seeing like, you know, all the misinformation about coronavirus. Someone sent me something today that said, oh, well, it dies at 70 degrees. Like, no, it don't know that if that was the case when it got in your body, you'd be dead. Right. We wouldn't have it. So that's bullshit. So there's so much misinformation going around. And, you know, it, let's blame the president. Let's blame this person. Let's do that. Look, that's however you feel about the president doesn't even matter. Right now, we got a bigger problem. What are we going to do about the people who, you know, like in New York, they're expecting the cases to double here and overwhelm the hospitals. We're not going to have enough ventilators. We're not going to have enough medicine. Over in Europe, there's a medication that they think will help this. And now people are hoarding that medication. So instead of talking about this and solving this problem collectively as a group, you know, we're talking about dumb stuff. We're making it about politics. And it's really not the time to do that. All right. All right. And it's just like um, I mentioned that, you know, they, you know, predict that 200,000 people, up to 200,000 people will die from this. Mm-hmm. 200,000. So now it's like, okay, well, the homeless is part of that 200,000. Um, let's see. The 60-year-olds and up, they're another part of this, you know, this number. So mm-hmm. let's see. Where where else can we get enough victims to satisfy that number of 200,000? Yeah, that's, um, I've been watching the statistics and they're, they're all over the place. And I think that they're problematic because one, um, we don't, up here in New York, people are going for testing because they're exhibiting symptoms and their doctors are sending them for testing. Like you have symptoms, you need to be tested, but they wait two hours and then they're being sent home without a test because they run out. So we can't even get a bead on the correct statistics because everybody's not getting tested. And then there's a bunch of people like me who think that we've already had it. It's our, it was already gone by the time this kind of got big. So unless you can test me for antibodies after the fact, we're not, we're not even close to having the correct numbers. The statistics could be higher, they could be lower. And then, you know, what statistics are we looking at? Because if you look at the, the mode, the mean and the median, those are three entirely different numbers. So how are we measuring this? And so statistics, the statistics is problematic. Right. Very problematic to me. Yeah, and just like, um, you know, like I said, I sit around thinking about just try to put a whole, a whole lot of stuff together. Um, you know, they say that once a person is admitted into the hospital, you can't see them. As far as the family is concerned, you can't see them. Right. You know, and somebody right. has said, well, they're in the hospital and 
more than likely they'll pass away before they recover you know so I'm like all right conspiracy time again it's like these people are alone and they die so how do we know that they died from an illness well not only that but let me throw something else at you that I just read earlier today so over in China where this is said to have started um people that were tested positive and had the symptoms so they definitely have it they they were kind of watching them and so what they would do is after they stopped showing symptoms they would test them again and these people would test negative two to five days later they would retest them and then they would come up positive so what's going on with that now doctors think it's highly unlikely that they would be reinfected so quickly because you know when you catch the flu you're usually good for a minute um you you when your body fights something off it kind of creates its own immunity so they don't think that they're being reinfected immediately after getting better but what is this telling us is the test wrong is this uh something like mononucleosis where you can even though you don't have it you're still a carrier now and if so what does that mean you know because that means that means quarantine's not going to work if we if everybody who's had it is now carrier and is kind of shedding that off the way mono is you know this can this can come back maybe is this going to be an every year thing you know and it's like with aids right people don't die from aids itself the aids lowers your immune system so you'll get pneumonia and you'll die from complications relating to aids so you know are people dying from coronavirus or complications due to coronavirus and i don't think we know yet it's so new and i i gotta say for the scientific community i'm a part of that i'm really happy to see how much work is going in um how many people are doing research and and watching this and trying to figure out and and i think we just don't know we just simply don't know and i all of the older people in my family are dead so it's not something i likely have to face but you know if my grandma were in the hospital by herself dying i wouldn't feel okay with that at the same time i understand that if i now go in there and then step outside of this hospital i can now give it to you know i have contact with a lot of people when i go out so i can now give it to 50 other people so i understand both sides of it but what can we do to meet in the middle i don't know but what about the individuals that work in the hospitals, right? I mean, they're exposed to a degree just, you know, as well. Because it's like, you know, if someone close to me, you know, was on on the on their deathbed, so to speak, um, I really would like to be there for the, you know, the quote unquote last yeah. few minutes. Absolutely. You know, because to, 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 to separate, you know, even if it was your kid, they will separate you from your kid and not allow you to see them. Right. I wish we could find some way, um, like when a baby is born premature or with health problems, they sometimes put them in an incubator. And I wish that there was at least something like that where the family could stand around and be right there with the person, see them and hear them, maybe not touch them, but at least be there. Because if I were on my deathbed, that might suck to be there by myself. I don't know how I would feel about that. Um, I know if my if it happened to my sister, I definitely want to be there. Absolutely. 
I'd probably try to sneak in through a window. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's why it's like, you know, I, I just, I don't trust it. Me, myself, I just don't trust it. You know, yeah. so-and-so died from it. How do we know? Nobody saw yeah. it. They just told you that. You know, that's that's what yeah. I was like, you know, when I said, you know, we're like sheep. We just believe whatever's told to us. And, and right. don't second guess it. Just like, you know, back to the toilet paper. Who in the hell said go out and stock up on toilet paper? Yeah, because it's not like and now we're seeing some of the symptoms being diarrhea, but at the time when this happened, that was not one of the symptoms. So, I mean, what are we what are we doing with that? Are we just anticipating blowing our nose that much or or what? Because there's alternatives to toilet paper for that. So I thought that was really, really weird. And as much as I don't like, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. Um, if, it, if there's no proof then I don't like to, you know, get on that train. It's a, it's a slippery slope. At the same time, you and I are both aware of instances where our government and scientists as well have done some really fucked up stuff to people and then covered it up. Right. So, like, I, I don't want to say that's happening. I want to believe in science more than that. But history says that fucked up shit has happened. So I think we need to be open and watchful at the same time. Right. You know, because like, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're like, I, I wouldn't even try to put a number on, on the individuals that don't look at the news. I mean, I don't live for the news because, you know, just, just because they're full of crap sometimes, you know, but yeah. just to be somewhat informed will be fine. You know, most most people today I won't say most a lot of people today all they care about is the real housewives you know or, or yeah. black ink or something like that you know it's like you know which means absolutely jack to me you know but oh you need to go and get toilet paper why because I said so oh okay yeah right, I'm, I'm going to get all the toilet paper I can and, and see and that's a dangerous thing to be a sheep like that because there was a time when people in uniforms who were in positions of authority said, hey, uh, get in this train car, you're gonna go to work. And then, you know, three days later, they got a Zyklon B tab dropped on them. So, um, you know, it's, it's a weird balance of knowing when to believe and when not to. And the problem I think, like for me, I double, you know, I'm working on my master's in psychology. My focus is on applied research. So I have access to databases where I can go read actual medical papers put out by people that aren't working for the government and, you know, they're independent sources. And, and I had to question this, too, because the rumor was going around that this was a type of germ warfare. And so I went in and researched it. There's nine different groups of scientists who looked at it to see if that was indeed the case. And they said, no, this this looks like a natural virus. And I don't know how they determine that because that's not my field of expertise. But when nine independent groups say that, okay, now I can now I can put stock into that. But yeah, you got to be careful in just doing what they say because they say. You have to use critical thinking. When you hear information or read information on the internet, you know, go double check that. Double check that with as many independent sources as you can and reliable sources, not like you know, the onion or whatever. Right. Um, Facebook is not necessarily real news. Right. So and that's where I think we're having a massive failure because I've had, I think I counted it this week at 17 different things people sent to me on Facebook that were incorrect. 
patently incorrect. And nobody thought to maybe go double check that. And most people have a smartphone in their hand. You have access to more information than you ever had in history. And people don't double check. They'll read a headline and that's what they go on. And then they regurgitate it to others who take it at face value. And next thing you know, we have a big problem with misinformation. Right. And in this case can be very Yeah, so they're more concerned about who their ex is saying, more so than educating themselves on what's going on in the world. Yeah. And considering that, you know, it can cost you your life because now it's not just at first when this started, it was really affecting mostly just older folks or people with underlying health conditions. But the other day, a 17 year old, a healthy 17 year old, he died from it. And a 95 year old lady got over it. Um, And I was listening to Joe Rogan today. I love his podcast. He has a friend who's a doctor, really good doctor. And the doctor was saying that people with certain blood types are more susceptible to it. Uh, for example, type uh, people with type A blood are more susceptible to it than people with O positive right. blood. Now, I haven't went in. Now, this is from the doctor to him. He tends to fact check his stuff. I haven't went in and read anything on that for myself. But so we have all these weird complicating factors from it. Males are more likely to die than females. Uh, they were saying that kids are less likely than adults to get it. And nobody really understands why, because some of these things don't follow normal patterns of like the flu that we've already seen. So it's kind of confusing doctors too. We don't even, we don't even know all the way. So we have to stay vigilant. We have to stay informed because it really can be the difference between your life and death or that of somebody that you care about. Yeah, absolutely. And I know, um, you know, I got MSNBC pulled up and it says that, you know, Putin is going to send us medical supplies to help us. Boy, that's pretty sad when America, you know, can't handle its own medical supplies. Right. Or it's just part of their operation. Is it? Yeah. Is it, you know, one of those, oh, we're buddies now. Don't get on our ass when we go invade Syria because right. we were your friend. Yeah, that's the thing is how much of this is pure altruism, just pure goodwill, and how much of it is like setting yourself up for preferential treatment later? What is what is the real motive behind it? And I think it's important to question that without going too far down the conspiracy trail. Without evidence, we can't really say. We just got to be open to the possibility that there's other things right. going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, just, yes, let's not label it a conspiracy, but let's just, like you say, be right. vigilant and keep our eyes open as to what else right. is going, along, going on with this. You know, because if right. you look at certain things, it's like, you know, um, I forget exactly what it was. This was a, a, a little bit ago. Um, something was going on in politics, of course, and it started to get like, you know, Harry more or less. So they went from talking about that to R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's like we're gonna take the focus off of what Trump's got going on, and we're gonna start talking about R. Kelly. You know, so yes. he can do his stuff. You know, behind the scenes, because everybody's worried about what R. Kelly's doing, and you know, they they don't <laughs> care about what Trump is up to. You know, that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's like, yes, yeah. and I'm pretty sure that. I, I know a few people already. I'm not gonna call any names. But I know they're oh he's 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 a hater. He's he's anti-republican. Blah blah blah. No, that's not the case. I'm a realist, dude. Right. 
Right, and that's true. I mean, because there there have been, um, it, and again, this is one of those things, there's no real proof of it. If there was, we could say definitively, this is what's going on. But are people gaslighting, you know? And, I, and I've kind of thought that myself, like, I, I'm tired of the COVID news. Like, I like to keep up with it here and there. I think the media is doing more damage than, than they're doing positive things. But I also got to wonder, like, what else is really going on here? And let me give you an example. Uh, I came across a newspaper back on January 27th, and I came across it last week. It's from January 27th. Kobe Bryant was on the cover. He had just passed away. It was a really big deal. And in a sidebar to the left of the Kobe Bryant story was people talking about, we need a vaccination for this big virus that's going around. Hmm. So you see what I'm saying? So we got to watch, you know, we also have to watch what else is going on right now. And I was wondering that last week, like, okay, yeah, yeah, COVID, we all know it's here. I think everybody in the world has heard of it now. Um, but what else is going on? Is, is there other things that we need to watch and pay attention to? And, and the big part of this is, you know, some people can say that sounds kind of conspiracy theorish, but the thing is, everything is tied together. Politics is tied in with health. Um, you know, social social interactions is tied in with health and politics. Everything is tied in together. So it's important to pay attention to everything right. and not just focus on this one thing because later on, something that we, you know, that, that little sidebar in that newspaper, it sounded very dismissive. Oh, there's a big virus going around. We need a vaccination. Nobody talked about deaths or anything like that. If we had paid more attention to that back then, maybe we would have been able to stop it. Um, I read a story not long ago. There's a guy that had swine flu. So is that going to, why aren't we talking about that? Is that now going around as well? Is this COVID um, maybe an evolution of one of these other diseases that we have to worry about? We have to handle in a different way as a result. You know, we got to pay attention to everything. You can't just be, hey, look over here. And then there's all this other stuff going on that we really should know about and be aware of. Well, you know how they got you to look in the other direction, right? They offered you 1200 bucks. That's oh, how yeah. they get you to look oh, yeah, in the other yeah. direction. Oh, we're going to give you uh, a one-time check of 1200 bucks. Uh, okay, that'll give me enough to pay my mortgage. And right. then what? You know? And right in New York, it doesn't even get that. Right, sometimes. yeah. And then <laughs> later down the line, when they start getting it back through taxes, and see, that's my question, and that's the question we're not asking. You know, the government doesn't nothing. Nothing can be given to you for free. Bernie Sanders says, "Give free college." Somebody's got to pay for that. Give everybody a twelve hundred dollars stimulus check. Are you going to raise our taxes Somewhere later? Somewhere down the road, yes, Are, absolutely. Right. Where is this going to be? This is like, what did they say, $2 trillion or $20 trillion? Two, two like trillion. That? Two trillion bucks. Yeah. You trillion. know, one... So, so where are we... You know where how are we going to put that back and why is why is not anybody asking this question because right. just like income tax i mean like when you get your taxes back you know you're getting back your money you right. already made this money and they're giving right. it back to you and you look at it like wow i'm getting x amount of hundreds uh, thousands of dollars back in taxes you paid into that already right and all they're doing is holding right. it for you giving it back to you no interest <laughs> Right. They've actually got you, you know, believing that you're getting something back when this was yours all right. along. Exactly. 
exactly how about you take how about you take less of my check in the first place then you know what i mean <laughs> why isn't like why isn't that a thing and people get all happy oh i'm getting taxes back that's your money that's your money you should be mad that they took it in the first exactly. place and some people are because they're sitting there like look how much money they took out of my check for taxes yeah yeah and in new york our governor governor como is the highest paid governor in the united states despite new york losing more of its state population each year than almost any other state in the country he gave himself a raise and he's the highest paid governor in the country so when you give me my taxes back i'm not impressed by that how about you you know how about you don't give yourself a raise while the economy of the state is suffering like fuck you dude this is not i'm not impressed by this i'm not thankful for this and i don't have any gratitude for this because this was bullshit in the first place absolutely and they know it but but they're like okay yeah I'm well aware of this but everybody thinks they're getting a a hand up so they're not going to contest it they're going to take it and be happy with it and go and buy a big screen television you know Mm -hmm. an old hoopty with $3,000 worth of rims on it and they're happy (laughs) (laughs) that's it I finally got those spinners. Yeah, on you know, I had look, I had two of them. I put the other two on layaway. I'll get those when my taxes come through. I'm like, for real. And you and you can tell when somebody gets their tax check because it's like they got a box of ramen and, and, and an 80-inch television stuck in the shopping cart. You're right though. Talking about, oh, I got some money. No, that was yeah, yours. it was yours anyway. All they did was say before you say you wouldn't blow it earlier. You now it's like you don't blow it in April. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we just saved it yeah. for you, so you could have you know, until you could decide which television you really wanted to get. So. Right. That's why I just put mine back in the bank because that's where it came out of yeah. anyway. So that's where it goes back. Right. You know, that's where it goes back. Everybody didn't look at it like that. No, no. And people really are blind to how things work. Um, it, it, it's, it really surprises me sometimes how unaware people are of the things that go on around them. And I think part of it is willful ignorance, which to me, I detest. It's one thing if you just don't know or you don't have access to the information. But when you willfully ignore what's going on in front of you, uh, there's a problem with that. And that's why things don't change. That's why, you know, the government has taken on a tone of, you know, we're your daddy and you're going to do what we say. No, bitch, you're my representative. You do what we say. And, you know, people don't people don't stand up for their rights. People don't get mad and throw a shit fit. And so as long as you permit something to happen, it will continue to happen. And I think in a lot of ways, our rights are eroded. I mean, even if something as small as wearing a seatbelt, how the fuck do you get to tell me I have to wear a seatbelt? Like, are you kidding me? Dumb shit, little, little rights. You don't even have, in some places, they want to get rid of your ability to smoke in your own house. (laughs) In your own house. Yeah, in your own house. And it's like, okay, you know what? This is this is way overreaching. And this is what the Libertarian Party tries to fight against. But, you know, nobody listens. And before you know it, you know, you turn around, it's like, wow, what happened to all my rights? They've been taking them away for years. 
a little bit at a time, but they do it so so small and so little, and they justify it with really good right. reasons. Yeah, we... Until finally, you look at the world one day and go, "Oh shit, what the hell happened? This been happening all along. People been telling you this is happening all along, but you you know call them crazy or oh you're a nut or you're a conspiracy theorist or whatever." Right. So so it's like so... we end up like our quote unquote enemies you know around the world they're like how did this take place because you let it that's how it took place right it took place so slowly and you can you can see this working in reverse with the marijuana laws um you know there was no way that people were going to go from marijuana being a schedule one drug to being legal recreationally so they chipped away a little bit at a time well well let's use it just for medicine Let's just use it for this kind. Only pills, though, you know. And okay, well, now that we got that established, let's also use it for this, you know, medical problem, and in this form, like a vape pen. And and now we have states where it's recreational. So they did it in reverse. They were really, really smart about it. And I've watched this happen throughout my whole life, where you just chip away at something so small that it's almost imperceptible, until finally. The chunk, you know, you can you can take a, a chunk of marble, and you can take microscopic chips out of it, and nobody's going to notice until finally you look at it and be like, "Wow, there's a whole chunk missing out of this thing." And by then it's too late because it's already gone. Getting it back becomes very difficult, and then people become used to not having certain rights so much that they don't question it. How many question? How many people do you know question having to wear a seatbelt? Almost no. nobody. And then they and then they they regurgitate the same thing that you were given. Oh well, it's for our safety. Well, what on? What if I don't give a fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, fuck you. Right. You know what I mean? So it's it's interesting from a psychological perspective to kind of watch this happen. And you can warn people and warn people and warn people, and oh no, that's not happening. Our government would never do that. Well, you know what? I've watched a lot of documentaries on historical governments and how rights were taken away. Things like the Tuskegee experiment, where people were injected with syphilis and not told. Right. Um, in Argentina right now, there's a uh, lawsuit still going on because over 800 people were given syphilis. I think 44 of those people died from it, and they weren't told. The Rockefeller Foundation and a few other really big groups were at the heart of it. They're still going through litigation for that. This is not something we talk about. You know, we have to be careful. And I'm not saying I'm not on the conspiracy train and saying that our government is fucking us over with Corona or that there's some agenda behind it. I would like to hope that there's not. But I'm saying that we have to be careful when we're told go buy toilet paper. You know what I mean? Stock up on that when we're told dumb things. Really, really dumb things. Because I know there's a group in Kentucky um, and they prepared themselves prior to all of this. They went out and got you know, non-perishable goods, you know, um, the MREs, you know, the meals ready to eat, the, the, the military uses, you know, I, I hate those things, but, you know, they'll, they'll <laughs> save your ass. And, it, and inside, and just yeah. think about this now, an MRE, it's a meal ready to eat, it's a complete meal. Uh-huh. They provide you with toilet paper in that meal, but yep. it's only a little bit. It's uh-huh. not a whole roll, it's not half a roll, it's just a little bit. You know, they're more concerned about, you know, providing some form of nourishment in your body than, you know, you right. walking your behind. Because if you don't have food in the house, 
what are you gonna wipe right there's no behind to wipe because you're gonna be dead and the thing is you can wipe your ass with anything you can get a you can get a washcloth out of bathroom and wipe your ass and rinse it out like the old cloth diapers right. for babies but you can't eat those motherfuckers to stay alive so yeah what's more important and, and what's funny is those preppers the dooms not really the doomsday people that's a different group but the preppers you know, people like, oh, that's never going to happen. You're never going to need it. They're sitting at home laughing their asses off right now. Like, I told you, motherfuckers. Right. I fucking told you, people. You know, <laughs> all the people with their own gardens and their own chicken houses, the people that, um, you know, preserve foods and keep them in the cellar. They're laughing right now. It's like, I told you, motherfuckers. Look, I, I you. walked through Walmart <laughs> this morning with a two toothpaste. Um some uh the little tabs for post-it notes that mm-hmm. and um one other item i had like three items that's it everybody mm-hmm. else is like just stockpiling <laughs> stockpiling i mean this one lady she had like i don't know what all it was but it's like just shit loads of sweets <laughs> just a cart just piled. you couldn't even hardly see her behind it's full of sweets like I hope you got some vitamins to go with that now see up here we it hit us so early that we're at the point now uh, like for for weeks there is no meat no toilet paper the only soup that was left was like the clam chowder that nobody likes (laughs) there was like you would have had all of it to yourself because no one else bought it and now everybody has stockpiled so much for so long that they don't have to do it anymore. So now we we actually have meat on the shelves. The toilet paper was still gone. I still don't know what yeah, the hell that's about. Yeah, it's still gone. It's still gone. It's just an empty rack. It's just still right? the <laughs> And what pissed me off about that is like, look, I don't. I've been in tornadoes. I lived in Southern California when the riots happened in LA. I lived just outside of New Orleans when the hurricane happened. I've never seen any shit like this before. Um, so so it's kind of amusing to me but but what makes me angry about it is like look i just want to wipe my ass right i just want to wipe my ass like a normal fucking person i know how much i need for a week but now i'm thinking like damn now i need to stock up because if i need it it's not going to be there so the the initial hoarding then triggers like a second level of the people who they don't want to hoard they're not that way but they have to, or else they're not gonna have meat. I, I was in uh, Walmart a week ago, and uh, I was talking to this guy in there. I felt so bad for him because he has three kids. He was a single dad with three kids. One of them was allergic to gluten, and there was nothing in that store that that child could eat. Because people are hoarding nothing. it all. You know? Yeah, because people yeah, hoarding it Yeah, and see, for all those you know, hoarding toilet paper, I'd hoard plungers. Yeah, right. Like, you gotta come look. When all their toilets Yeah, you gotta come up. see me and I'll stop your toilet play, boy. Right. Oh, you need a punch? Give me a hundred bucks. <laughs> Did you hear about the guy? He bought like, I think it was 70,000 bottles of fucking hand sanitizer. He's trying to sell them for 70 bucks a piece. They arrested him. And they should. Like, and, and I agree. They I should. agree. Um, that, that sometimes. I just look at people and it's like, wow, I've lost all faith in humanity after this one. We really, right now, could come together and do amazing things. And there are some people that are doing that. But 
it's not enough people doing it. Everybody's like, oh, me, me, me. You know, let me let me buy all the toilet paper. Man, leave some behind. Right, for someone else. else. You know, don't. It's just you like know? gas. You know, let's like, let's not jack the gas prices up to five dollars a gallon. Right. Like, cause like, okay, right. you know, and I, I lost my thought that fast. You see, I'm, I'm getting, I'm going crazy. Um, <laughs> golly, it's hard. It's hard. It, not I to, just like, God, I had something that's important, and it just it escaped me just that fast. <laughs> I am pissed. <laughs> I am pissed. But anyway, um, buying up weapons and ammo. Mm-hmm. For what? Martial law. Martial law. I'm like, really? It's like, well, and, and that's what makes me laugh. It's like, do you realize if we go under martial law and you got like military in the streets or whatever, do you think you're like 10, 22, your, your 410 is going to take them right. down? You got to fucking be kidding me. They got tanks, right. dude. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, now I get it. Like for me, I, I have a lot of guns. I have a bow and I keep it stocked. Um, because I was in Katrina and you couldn't just go buy food. Your access to your bank accounts was probably not there. At least it was for me. I have a big backyard and I keep a lot of wildlife back there. In a pinch, I can hunt my food. Right. I can fish my right. food. So if you're doing it for that, that's great. Um, but when people start freaking out, I don't want to tell people not to be prepared for themselves. But you know, like up here, we got a lot of people that have never owned guns, buying guns. I don't want you in this fucking street with a gun and you don't know how to shoot that motherfucker if things go down. No, no. So yeah, you know, keep your home safe, have what you need to keep your home safe. But you know, buying 10,000 rounds of ammo, what you do, and then the news reporting it makes it worse because... that crime has decreased. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, but, um, you know, we're looking at pictures from satellites where um, pollution has went down significantly. Wildlife is coming back in places that it was problematic for them. So there's great environmental things going on really great environmental things going on and maybe god i hope that this allows us as humans to see the destruction we're creating on our planet you know the the green people so yes yeah, some of them go way the fuck overboard but there is a lot of truth to what they say and now we can see what those truths are we can also see i hope um, you know, we're at the top of the food chain and we have been for a very long time in most places. As long places. as you stay in the city. <laughs> that, you know, you right. take your ass in the and, woods and, you know, you're, right. you're a snack. <laughs> right. Tigers eat people in places. Right. So I, I hope that we can maybe see our own vulnerability um, kind of see like we're not as we're not as all knowing and all powerful as we think we are we can be taken out by a microscopic virus in a matter of months that's how quick we can humanity can end in months and i'm not saying that to make people paranoid i'm saying that to make people aware because you know our society is is kind of living wrong 
we shouldn't like New York City they're they're so fucked right now which first of all the first case of that shit Manhattan's an island it should have been cut off from everything else and quarantined and that should have been it but when you have that many people living that close that's a problem and that's not only does it can it spread viruses and diseases like we're actually seeing it happen but it creates mental health problems because it's stressful having the traffic and the people around we're living wrong and i hope to some degree this allows us to kind of see those things and maybe understand like the way we're living we're not doing it we think we're so fucking smart well, we're not yeah right we're, and, we're not and some of the stuff that this you know it's like even i said that you know crime is decreasing you know these clowns down here, they've gone from, you know, their normal ways of committing crime, you know, the carjackings, the home invasions, whatever the case is, to drag racing. You know, they drag race, you know, they do they do they do donuts in the street, you know, they, they do crazy stuff now. It's like you got nothing else to do. I can't go anywhere. So I'll go ahead and drag race. And right. they've been, you know, cops have been chasing drag races around here for a few a few days now because they like just populate places and do their thing and whatever but hey we're all six feet apart so right and problem, i was looking at the news this morning they shut down the um i think it was the belt the beltway you know our they uh-huh. supposedly closed it but people um you know the like the the driveway, well, the gate part of it, you know, they closed the gate down and put the little, you know, little yellow bars down, whatever the case is. But people park on the street and mm-hmm. go around the gate <laughs> and walk the belt line anyway. Right. And they're like, you know, this this one lady, she was like, just, she was ticked because it's like, there was no space on either side of her street to, I mean, barely to get down one car you know she's like uh the park closed sign means the park is closed mm-hmm. you know it's not that yeah the park closed sign means park on the street and go around it it's supposed to be yeah people really don't they don't give a fuck up here in new york um a bunch of people gathered something pulled into the harbor some boat or some shit i, I don't remember what it was exactly because it was so stupid i was just like my god and uh, all these people just gathered to watch it like, like it was not- y'all, y'all y'all gonna kill us right so i mean so maybe that's where the two hundred thousand is gonna come from people that people right that, new york people City. that want to congregate <laughs> anyway well you know down in kentucky somebody had like a COVID party and a bunch of them got sick now because you know like oh come on this one dude i couldn't believe man i couldn't believe this shit how bad it's gotten this guy he prances up in the bathroom you know very twinkle toes like yeah fuck covid mm-hmm. and he flips up and this is a public bathroom like five stalls it's clearly a public bathroom you can see it he flips up the fucking toilet seat and he licks the what? bowl and now this yeah now first of all i don't give a fuck what's going on that's some nasty shit you nasty motherfucker i don't care what your fetish is or whatever the fuck you nasty motherfucker and um now he's got covid and i'm i'm kind of laughing and then you've got these two two assholes oh my god i've never wanted to see someone tied and quartered in my life like these two they decided that the coronavirus has a right to exist 
and the World Health Organization's extermination of the virus is unfair. So they went to all these countries and areas where the virus is hitting especially hard, hoping that they could get it so that they could spread it so that the virus could stay alive because it has a right to exist. And it's like, shoot them. Just shoot the fucking bug. What drug are they taking? Yeah, and, and you know, they're, they're two, like, you know, two hippie fuckers. You know, I'll send you, I'll send you the link to it when we get done here. But it's like, the fuck, man? Like, you know, shoot these people. Seriously, this is, this is, and and this is why I'm, as much as I want to hope for the best and we can get rid of COVID, people are so stupid that I just honestly don't see it happening. You know, well, people are. Yeah, and it's like, you know, there's a guy that jumped on, what was it, JetBlue? with uh-huh. the virus knowing he had the virus he knew he had it before he got right, on the plane right and got on the plane anyway oh now how God. they figured out he had it I'm, I'm not quite sure but he has been banned from JetBlue for life <laughs> which is different he should be I think he should be put in that's, prison that's ridiculous for, for it's, and it's just like okay if, if you know you have HIV knowingly and have unprotected sex with people you should be dismembered. <laughs> I mean, I believe, and I believe you can be charged with a you crime. You should be. In, in that should case, be attempted murder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think the charge should be attempted murder um, because you know you can kill people. We all know that this can happen. We all know people are dying, and you know you have it. Now, if you didn't know you had it, you know, okay, that's a different story. But if you know you have it, and you're coughing on somebody or getting in a crowded place or whatever the fuck you're doing like yeah that's that should be a felony that's some bullshit if you are if you test positive and you leave quarantine do you know that's only a misdemeanor and it's like how is that only a misdemeanor you can kill people right like come on the, you know um there is uh i heard about an issue the other day where there was a an elderly woman in the store she had a face mask on and two teenage girls just turned around and coughed on her laughing and it's like, you know, I gotta say, I'd have fucked up right. if I yeah. saw them do This that. is where <laughs> you get to, to, you know, I'm gonna take your head and stick it up her ass. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what's about to happen. Since you're so stupid and you wanna play this mm-hmm. game, like, okay, mm-hmm. let's let's get stupid. Right, right. Let's let's show you how stupid we can get. People coughing on produce. Um, there was there's people on social media uh, trying to show off licking licking uh you know bags of groceries and shit like that um and one girl i want to just i just want to deck her i it would just make my fucking life she said that the reason that she went and licked a toilet seat on a plane was because the covid virus was getting more attention than she was she's a social media quote unquote influencer and it's like you know what this this highlights two problems one People need to beat the shit out of their kids every now and right. then. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't discipline your children. And two, our culture really needs to change. Re- when people are licking toilet seats to get attention because a, a deadly virus gets more attention than them, we have we have a serious culture problem in this country. Not only in this country, across the world. Really. Yeah, because when you when you seek attention that bad, oh, right. I can, I'll show you some attention. I'll be more than happy to. Right. You want attention? I right. got you. Right. It's like you know what? Let me let me give you my business card. I'm about to be a therapist in a few more years. You need to come right. see me badly. Because like, <laughs> if got, I thought, thought about, if I even thought about doing something that dumb, 
my mom, she wouldn't stop until she passed out from whooping my ass. I know, right? I, I wouldn't. And you know what? I, I wouldn't have even thought to do something like that because I already had that that respect put in me. I already knew. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I see these kids screaming at the grocery store. It's like, you know, I'll watch your cart while you take your kid outside and whoop their oh, ass. Oh, my mom wouldn't take me outside. <laughs> Look, you know that, that space underneath the cart where you put, um, you know, your cases of water and soda and stuff? That's where yeah. I would be. Un- unconscious. <laughs> I'd just be laying under that. She'd just be shopping like it was nothing. <laughs> I'd be laying down there unconscious. She ain't, ain't going to go outside. What? Outside? I'm shopping. I'm not going outside. I'm going to put you out right here. Slide you under the cart and continue on my way. <laughs> my mom is more more secretive she'd give you that look like I'm, I'm gonna take you to the fucking car and fuck you up and boy if she got you out the door man you'd have wished you'd have just died it would have been better look, back in the day <laughs> when I was growing up cops didn't interfere mm-hmm. they you know it was like I'll, I'll tell you a quick story it was me and two of my cousins you know um, one of us passed away you know God bless him but um we were at you know my great grandmother she lived in the country and we would go under the house and play you know because you know back in the day those houses would be off the ground you know yeah. so we'd go under the house and play so you know grandma was like stay from under the house because you know it's cool under there and you might come across a snake or something mm-hmm. we won't listen we won't go and play under the house anyway so we went <laughs> You know, we let it die down for a minute and we went back under the house and she called us and so we were going to be slick and come out someplace else under the house and came out right <laughs> where she was standing <laughs> so needless to say she had us line up and commenced the whooping ass mm-hmm. you first <laughs> then you next you know, and you it's like my younger cousin he was last so I think I went first. My uh, the cousin older than me, he was next, and then the younger cousin was the last one. Well, during the process of him getting his whooping, state trooper comes down the road. So he's thinking, if I run toward the cops, they're gonna save me. So he's running like he's cutting across the yard to kind of like cut the car off, right? Cut the cops off. The cop looked up saw him running, saw my grandmother doing her business, and punched him. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't even, he's like, Grandma got this, and gunned him. Mm-hmm. I was like, after, after all the mayhem was over, we rolled laughing about that. Like, see? They, they know what's going on. It's like, uh-uh. So, like, those three will never be in our custody because they got what yeah. they needed. Yep. Yep. And now, you know, and back then, don't don't get in trouble down the street. Oh. Because whoever mama see you, they're gonna whoop your ass and then tell you to go home. And on your way home, they're gonna call your mom and then you're gonna get your ass whooped there. And every every mom stood together. I mean, and at the same time now we weren't getting punched in the face. I mean, there's definitely hardcore child abuse out there that's really not okay. Right. Um, and so we weren't we weren't having that kind of physical discipline. But even now, if you spank your kid, people want to look at you like, oh, 
oh, you abuser. And spanking your kid. I'm a mandated New York State reporter because of, you know, what I'm studying for and and the populations I work with. I was really surprised to find out that spanking your kid is not illegal. Um, Leaving marks is a different story. Hitting them in the face is a different story. So I was a little bit surprised by that because the political correctness in this country on every level is just... It's just fucking ridiculous. And and I've seen kids in the store that it's like, oh, oh, you're the you're the reason why people get their ass whooped right there. You, you need it. I'm looking at, I looked at a mom the other day. Her kid is just screaming in the middle of the store, just screaming because she wanted like some treat or something her mom would give her. And the mom just looked defeated. I mean, I felt bad for her. I just want to give her a hug. Huh. But at the same time, it's like, I gave her that look like, Whoop her ass! I ain't even. I'll block the end of the aisle for you. Right. You know, no one will see. Just, just whoop that child's ass. That child needs their ass whooped. And I'm not talking abusive or anything like that. But you can physically discipline. Cause talking to her wasn't working. Putting her in the other part of the cart wasn't working. Anything that you could have done aside from whooping this kid's ass in the store, none of it was working. Yeah. And, you know, kids are getting smart. It, the same thing in, in schools. I know that down there in Georgia, uh, one school reinstated spanking because they're like, look, these little fuckers are so badly behaved that there's nothing else we can do. And as soon as they know we can't touch them oh, yeah. and yeah. we're powerless, yeah. they're, they're smart. You know, they're smart. They're getting smarter, these kids. So they're like, yeah. And uh, I think they said like 92% of parents were okay with it. Like, yeah, yeah right. Keep me from doing it. Yeah. So see, right. I, was, I had the idea that this was going to be a side gig for me. I was going to get an, an old ice cream van, gut it out. You know, still going to say ice cream on the side. But inside, I was going to have on the wall a menu. Different levels <laughs> of ass whoopings. <laughs> and I was gonna, well I can tell you where to get the good paddles at <laughs> yeah no kidding I can get them through you so I was gonna like you know pass out my cards and let parents know that I would do mobile ass weapons <laughs> if you need me I will pull up you look in here and tell, tell me which one you want and that's the one I'll give you know we're laughing but I bet I bet you could make money doing that. <laughs> and it would be regimented. You know, that's what was good about my dad. It was regimented, right? He had a system to that shit. So when you fucked up the first time, he's like, look, you fucked up. Here's why. Here's here's why you can't do it. And he would explain it to you and it was all good. And then if you did it again, well, now he felt disrespected. because, like, I just was cool with you. So now he took the time. He explained it again. And then there was also a punishment. Like, I had to pull a lot of weeds as a kid. I'm just saying. <laughs> I hate I hate gardening to this motherfucking day because of that. But if you did that shit the third time, it was ass whooping time. And he had this belt. And I'll tell you what, after he died, I looked at that belt in the closet like, I'm going to light this motherfucker on fire. <laughs> um, and it was a big, heavy belt. And you had, to, you had to pull your pants down, bend over the bed. And then he would fucking take forever to come whoop your ass. <laughs> And, and that was the worst part because your head just like magnified it just a million percent and after what seemed like a year he'd come in there and he he only gave you three three hits with the belt and they were good ones and you're gonna you're gonna fucking be welted but only three only on the ass never anywhere else never anymore never any less always three and then he had to pull your pants up and sit on no. the bed on your freshly whooped ass which oh and then he would say this shit this hurt me more than it hurt you and i would always look at him like fuck you man 
you ain't been whooped by this belt. And now as an adult, I understand what it means because he didn't want to have to do that. But I'll tell you what, he only had to whoop me like maybe three times as a kid. And after that, I knew when he said some shit, you listen, you listen, there's consequences. And there's no consequences for kids. And, and now look at how they act growing up. We're now seeing the results of that as people are out here in society, like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm going to have a Corona party. I'm going to spring break. We can see the results of this now. Right. You know, there's either, there's, it tends to be very extreme, like complete obedience to authority. Go buy a hundred rolls of toilet paper. Okay. Yeah. Or complete disobedience to any kind of authority. And, and sometimes disobedience is good and sometimes like it's not. You just kind of got to know when to do it. But people aren't people aren't learning. There's no discipline among people. Um, you know, everybody's equal. And, and I like the equality of opportunity. But here's the deal. We don't all have, you don't have all the same rights as everybody else in certain situations. When you're sick, you don't have the right to go spread that. Right. You don't have that right. You know exactly. what I mean? Because I know, um, you know, go back to spankings. The belt that my mom used to spank me is now in the Smithsonian. <laughs> and it, but now seriously, I still have it. I mean, it's it's not you know it's not it, at my house. It's at the house I grew up in. And I I came across it right. You know, I started sweat when I found it. But um, it's not long. It's I mean it's. It's short. It's a small belt. Didn't it seem bigger? Like, it was like, look, like a six foot bullwhip. <laughs> that's what it. Yeah, that's what right. it seemed like. It's like it's like it was snap at the end, but yeah. it's like it's not as long as my arm. I'm like, what happened to it? Yeah. Like this is not yeah, the same tool of torture that I grew up on. <laughs> when I was a kid, boy, that thing was so long and so thick. And just so big and intimidating was like looking a lion in the face. <laughs> and as an adult, it's like, this is what I was afraid yeah, of. Yeah, right. But the leather <laughs> was thick. It's, you know, it's oh, yeah. like when you buy quality bacon. That's what mm-hmm. the leather was like. Quality bacon is thick yep. and hearty. You know, yep. a lot of lean to it. That's my yeah. belt. Like a good piece yes. of bacon. that's a good description of it because it was it was it was like this is a belt this isn't like one of these bitch belts now that's gonna like right it's gonna gonna unravel after you like hit it twice or something yeah this is you can take my belt and put it on a car as a timing belt that belt it will it will forever be here (laughs) that belt will still be here with roaches you could tow a fucking car with that. You could tow a thing. tank with that belt. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, and it's like, you know, when I left and went to the Marines, right, I got the boot camp. I got the parasol. You know, they do all that screaming and yelling and all that kind of stuff to try to, you know, intimidate you and, you know, put fear into you. I was like, dude, mm-hmm. there's nothing that you guys can do to me to break me. <laughs> My mom will put you in tears. There's nothing you can do with me. I stand there to yell and scream and all in my ear and I just stand there with a straight face like, mm, if only you knew. Right, right. 
I remember a day standing outside of class. My teacher did some dumb shit. And I was crying about it to my dad when I got home. She, I was a straight A student. I always have been. And my mom didn't go to a conference. So my teacher told me I was going to be held back. And boy, that was like the worst thing that could happen to you as a student. Right. So when my dad found out, my teacher said this to me. He pulls up at the school the next morning. Now, I went to school in Southern California. So all the doors are outside. We don't have the indoor hallways like we do in New York. So I'm standing out there lined up. And my dad, he always drove a muscle car, a lot like the one I drive today. And he pulled up, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> he pulls up on the fucking sidewalk. He don't give a fuck. Fuck parking, fuck the road. I'm on the sidewalk. Throws his car in the park, gets out, and he comes walking at me. And I was like, I don't know what I did, but I'm about to fucking die, y'all. I'm about to die. Here, you can have my eraser. <laughs> like, I'm going to fucking die. And he was he was actually there for my teacher. But that, that fear of him... Nobody can make me fear anything anymore. Like, I am now immune to fear. It's like, yeah, you ain't got the belt. You come out with the belt. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to take it. Like, now we're now we're going to have to fight and I have to look at you a little sideways. But, you know, the fear that my dad and, and, he, and it was respect more than fear. I didn't fear him. I respected his capabilities <laughs> as a disciplinarian. But yeah, you can't you can't fade me now on on fear. So I don't have it right. anymore. <laughs> exactly. That's, you know, no yeah, way. Yeah, that's how it is. My mom It's like to this day, you know, I still fear my mom. I respect my mom, and I still fear because she. I mean, I remember she. I think I might have been thirteen, somewhere around that age, but. You know, in school, you know, working out, you know, all the stuff of football, whatever the case is. And she hit me for something I did, something dumb. She hit me and I didn't move. Ooh. Yeah, I just stood there. I took it. She's like, oh, okay, okay. Whoop and stop today. Next time I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> She had, she had a 22, a little 22 revolver that she kept in her, um, in one of her dressers. And I know she wouldn't do it, but I, I was like, hmm, she might shoot me for real. <laughs> All it takes is to have that. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to push the envelope to see. You know? Right. <laughs> so yeah, I, I got you. I feel you. Now nowadays, a parent says that and they go to prison. Right? Yeah, I'm. You know? <laughs> I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call nine one one and tell defects on you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That that happened to my ex. My ex was a cop, and he gets this nine one one call from a kid. And he says, "You know, I'm being locked in my room." So they think like some kind of kidnapping, illegal restraint situation. So he shows up. He answers the call, and um, you know, the mom didn't know the kid dialed nine one one. He had a cell phone. And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got him locked in his room. That little fucker ditched school. And mind you, this is a single mom. So, you know, she can't really watch him like she needs to. Um, he ditched school today and stole the fucking car. So, yeah, I whooped his ass and locked him in the room. So my my boyfriend at the time goes, bring him down here. And brings him down there, verifies the, the story. And he goes, you know what? And he takes off his belt. And he said, the next time you pull some shit like that, I'm going to give your mama my belt to whoop your ass. When you turn 18, I'm going to put your ass in jail, little fucker. And you know what? That kid did not fuck up again. He grew up and, and turned out to be a pretty good kid. That's all so, That's all it takes, man. You know? Sometimes, I mean, 
again, I'm not for child abuse, but sometimes you got to like put the fear of God into these kids, especially now. I mean, because now, oh, my God, kids now like, yo, what the mm-hmm. fuck? Because like I was saying, when I, when I, you know, now I look is like, where was defects when I was growing up? Right? We never heard about like CPS and shit like that. There was there was no child. What the fuck was that? Like, no, we, we were never presented with that information. Right. We were never presented with information like, <laughs> does your dad be you? Never got, we never got that memo. No, no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. And you know what? It's probably a good thing because if I would have fucking done that shit, I'd have had my ass whooped till yeah. they got there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like every time, like this should take them about twenty minutes to get here. So, you ready? Right. You know, just ding, and it's all right. Like, I don't even like when I think back. Like, what would my dad have even done? I don't even really want to imagine it because he was he was smart. No matter how slick you thought you were, he was smarter because he was a little fucker when he was a kid too. So he knew he knew all the tricks. We couldn't get away with shit. Cause he had already done all that shit when he was a kid, and then and then it was kind of humiliating because it'd be like, and you didn't even do it good. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> you failed at being an asshole. <laughs> do your homework. <laughs> I used to love the one where it's like, you can leave anytime you want to. You just can't take anything that I bought. Right. So I gotta walk out of here naked. Right. <laughs> Make you rethink look, your whole life. literally walk out naked. Couldn't take my bike. Nothing. Just, just mm-hmm. out there naked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Walking walk barefoot. Exactly, barefoot. <laughs> but naked. Just, oh, no. right. Don't know where you're going. Right. It was like, this is crazy. They were creative. They had some creative parenting back in those days. And I don't really like, I don't see that anymore. I, I, I live really close to a park. So I was out there one day. And I'm watching this little kid play. He had to be like three years old. And uh, the mom was ready to leave. And of course the kid doesn't want to leave. She's at the fucking park. No. That's that's a kid for you. And instead of just, I mean, he's three. He's like the size of a fucking case of beer. Just pick him up. What kind? Old English? Look, please don't yeah. say the size of Talking. a case of Coronas. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> But instead of just snatching his ass up and walking off with him, she's trying to negotiate. Negotiate? Well, if you come, yeah, well, if you come with me, mommy will give you a cookie. No, he can give a fuck about the cookie. There's a slide and a fucking climbing wall there. Uh-huh. Fuck a cookie. I didn't have a cookie anytime. I can't have the park anytime. She was sitting there negotiating and I'm just laughing. Like, I, I don't care now. I just laugh in people's face like, oh my God, I cannot believe this shit. You know, if three years old, just snatch him up by the back of his pants and carry him off like a case of beer. Put him in a fucking car. Don't negotiate. We don't negotiate with terrorists. What the fuck's going on here? Yeah. How, now, how old was Jay when you met her? Um, seven. Yeah. Okay, so it's around that time. We were out shopping. You know, I'm like, I shop like, I mean, that's like almost better than, than uh, laundry therapy for me. So mm-hmm. we're in the store. You know, I'm taking my time. And she's, you know, she's a kid. So she's like, you know, bored. She's ready to go. So she looks at me. She's like, yeah. I'm ready to go. I'm looking. I'm like, go ahead. <laughs> and kept shocking. <laughs> <laughs> and I could see it on her face. And it was going through her mind. Like, did you say go ahead? 
It's like I can see this. I can see this happening in my mind too. I know exactly her face and your face. I can just yeah. She just like, <laughs> what do I do? You know, because I can tell you walk. She was like just there. I could I could just see her. I wouldn't even look at her. She was like just stop. <laughs> next thing I know, she's standing right next to me walking. I'm like yeah, you ready to go? Go ahead. <laughs> She's like, you know, that's that's beyond messed up because I have no means of getting anywhere. Right. (laughs) And then at that young, you know, they think it's all good until they're standing there by themselves and don't know what to do. Right. And she got right. And I never got out of sight. You know, I was just like walking straight down the aisle. And she just casually walked back to me and continued to shop. Yeah, she was always a well behaved child. Very, very well. She has her moments, but yeah, she's a good kid. I don't even like being around kids for the most part, but she was always cool. Man, some of them, it's like, maybe it's my nerves. I don't do it. Nobody's cheering. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not, I'm not with it. (laughs) Because it's like, um, my next door neighbor, he's got two granddaughters. And they're like the only kids on the street more or less there's some down the street like some some little boys you know none of them i don't think anybody's a teenager yet but it's like mm-hmm. three little boys down the street that come up to play with them when they're here and it's like you see you know back in the day how you see bikes in the yard that's how his yard is from yeah. there and they run around the yard and up and down the street racing to and all kind of stuff and you know Every now and then they'll throw a ball and they'll come over to my yard. And I'll walk outside and I'll stand there. <laughs> I won't say nothing. I'll just stand there. You don't need to. You have a really intimidating look to you. <laughs> you, know? you got a dead, you got a dead stare, like a psycho. Yeah, and I'm just stare, standing so. there chilling, right? Didn't say a word, didn't move, just stood there. Why did everybody go in the house? <laughs> They, they all went inside. Oh they my just, God, just gradually funny. gravitated inside the house. I went back inside. Went about my business. Oh so, shit! Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't do kids anymore. I'm no, good. no, it's never been my thing. I, you know, other people's kids are cool. <laughs> And like about 15 minutes later, I got to go. Right. <laughs> yeah. I went, I went to this lady's house. Right. And we're, we're not really friends or acquaintances and she's watching her grandkid. He's like seven, <laughs> maybe six. I don't care. Whatever. One of those fucking ages. And he wants to go outside, but it's New York. It's cold. She's like, nah, you can't go outside. It's cold. Man. He started every time one of us would speak, he'd fucking interrupt. He'd kick the sofa. He tried to kick her. He did anything he could. To, like, I, I got to, like, you know, I respect the hustle because I've never seen a fucking temper tantrum like that before. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, you know, can I whoop this kid's ass? You ain't going to. I will. Really? I will. I'm good at it. I got, I got a fucking, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm real good at it. Please let me whoop this child's yeah, ass. Yeah, you need some wall wall counseling. Yeah. And, you know, now he's about a year and a half older and he's about a year and a half more of a fucking asshole, too. And uh, she's always like, why don't you come over to Is the kid in school? No, and they don't have school right now. Sorry. Social distancing can't do it. Fuck that. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. 
I hate when I'm talking on the phone with somebody and in the middle of my fucking sentence or in the middle of their sentence, stop it! Put that the fuck down! Like, yo, why don't you call me when your kids are gone? Like, I don't even want to deal with that shit. If we go out to lunch, do not bring your kid with you. I'm not, I'm not down with it. Nothing against people who have kids. You know, my cousin has two wonderful girls, you know, but they're, they're very well behaved. But still, I don't, I don't want to be around them for two weeks. I'm just, no. <laughs> not only that, but, but I cuss like a motherfucker. No kid. So I gotta, I gotta watch every fucking thing I say. Like, oh no, that's the hardest part of it. Like, I gotta, I gotta run everything I say through my head before it comes out of my mouth. Like, no, that's too much work. You I gotta got to go home. Like, <laughs> like, uh, this ain't working. If right. If I gotta censor anything that I say, I'm not gonna say anything. Right. Yeah. Right. And then, and and then, and don't leave your older kids around me, cause I'll have them doing fucked up shit, not on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this comes. I mean, this comes. From, <laughs> look, this is rage, y'all. She's like, not on purpose. <laughs> well, what happened was my friend had a son who was 15, and he wanted to do something. He wanted to light something on fire, <laughs> very harmlessly in a fire pit it was it was responsible and his mom wouldn't let him i was like well you know how you do it i said when you you can get away with doing anything if you say it's for science or if you say it's for art so so his friend from upstairs was with him when i told him this and so um i guess what happened was the kid from upstairs climbed out onto the the balcony out of his bedroom window he shouldn't have been doing that and his mom said, what the fuck are you thinking? He goes, but it's for science. <laughs> <laughs> and so the neighbor lady from upstairs comes down to my friend like, you know what my kid said? And my friend's like, God damn it. She calls me up like, motherfucker, what you telling these kids that shit? They're like, well, you know. It was a controlled burn, so I thought it'd be okay. Yeah, I didn't tell him to climb out on the fucking roof. Like, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have told the kid that. But, you know, he wanted to burn a piece of wood in the fire pit with adult supervision to light it for him. You were just being an asshole. Fuck. Now he's going to be an arsonist because you don't want to do it. A pyromaniac. <laughs> right. Right. Now you're just going to make, now because it's taboo, you're going to make him fascinated by it. Whereas if you would have just took him outside, like you smoke like a fucking chimney. Use your goddamn lighter. Teach him how to do this shit safely. For science. Because that's kind of what it was. It was like a curiosity thing. So... Yeah, but they used that. They 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 just used that. Like every fucked up thing they did. But it's for science. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. Don't let me around your kids. I didn't mean to do that, but you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> One time a kid told me something and before I could stop myself, I said, Wow, your mom's an asshole. And I was like, Oh, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. God damn it. So the next time she acted like that, he said, you know. You're an asshole. <laughs> and she's telling me, I don't know where he got that from. And I'm sitting over here like, mm-hmm, yeah. No, I don't exactly. know either. Mm. <laughs> don't let me around your kids. I'm a bad influence. <laughs> yeah. This is because what was your cat's name? Oh, See, butthole. <laughs> who would name a cat that? Well, let me tell you, though, there's a story behind butthole. So I came home and my neighbor, she was just fucking, oh, she's a piece of shit. And she wouldn't, she wouldn't do anything herself. She made her like six-year-old kids do it, including tying up her very vicious dogs. Six-year-old ain't gonna do a good job of that. So I see these dogs fucking with something in the grass. So I go over to see what it was. 
and uh, it was a kitten. It couldn't even see yet, you know? So I pick it up and I'm trying to find its mom or wherever the fuck it came from and I couldn't find it. So I was like, fuck, I can't leave it out here. It's just a fucked up thing. I'm an asshole, but there's a limit to my assholeism. And um, so I was like, fuck it. I'll keep it long enough that it can just go the fuck back outside. And, you know, so I had to push its little nose in milk and teach it how to eat. And I'm like, all right, I guess you need a name. So I kind of let animals pick their own name because they will respond to something. So I was like throwing like bread, boots, mittens, you know, all the fucking cat mittens. <laughs> and it just, it just totally ignored me. I said, well, fine, be a butthole then. And it looked at me and went, meow. And so I went, butthole. It went, meow. Like, ain't this some shit? So I called it some other cat names. It wouldn't do shit. I called it butthole again. Meow. Like, all right then. All right then. You pick your name. <laughs> butthole it butthole. is. The funny thing was, is after Katrina, when I moved to Atlanta, um, you know, my my friend that I was staying with, her granddaughter, she was afraid of cats at first. So I taught her, like, don't be afraid of cats, how to handle it, how to pet it. So she'd come over and be like, hey, where's, uh, where's the cat at? Can I play with the cat? Yeah, he's outside. Go call him. I didn't even think about it. See, this is, again, where I'm a bad influence on kids. She goes out to the end of the driveway, buttholes. <laughs> Where, where are you, butthole? And the neighbors are like, your child is touched, honey. Your child is touched. What is wrong with this child? Because she was just, it, and it's the same thing. Like when I was a kid, my aunt had a cat that was white, so she named it Cocaine. My grandmother's from Germany. She don't fucking know what cocaine is. So she go outside, call the cat, Cocaine. My, co- my cousin had a cat cocaine? called Cocaine. It was like pure white. <laughs> yeah, she named uh-huh. Cocaine. Yep. Yep. And so my German grandmother, who didn't know what cocaine was, would go out to the curb in front of all the neighbors and call out for cocaine. And I'm pretty sure they thought she was a drug addict or something. She was just calling the cat. So yeah, similar, similar situation. But she called, butthole, where are you, butthole? <laughs> and I'm inside, like the first time I saw it, I started, before I got mortified, I'm dying laughing first. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I probably shouldn't have laughed about that. But... Yeah, butthole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was like, what? Because <laughs> that's, that's the only name that little fucking like, What's the kid's name? <laughs> I remember that. Like, yeah, butthole. It, you heard it right. Yeah, I was like, is my hearing <laughs> bad? What? Like, what's the kid's name? <laughs> butthole. <laughs> Because that's the only name that fucker would answer to. So I was like, I right, then. I mean, you know, you're the one with the name. <laughs> your name, not mine. Uh huh. That's crazy. That is but, crazy. My cat now it has a normal name. I got Franco and Grace. They're they're Franco and Grace. Yeah, they they've normal name cats. Franco, but. They, yeah, he came, he was, okay, funny story. So this cat showed up a few winters ago and he wanted to just come in and he was fixed and shit. So I figured, well, a lot of people up here, you know, go down south for the winter. Someone must have left him. So I let him come in, let him chill out here. He stood for the winter and then in the spring he disappeared. Now I got a fucking bitch of a neighbor that, that likes to put animals in the pound. So I looked for this cat for a couple weeks. Um, I named him Gary Laser Eyes. <laughs> it's after it's after a cat on a TV show that I like called Trailer Park Boys. So I named him Gary Laser Eyes. 
I couldn't find him. I said, okay, well, you know what? It's been like two weeks. He hasn't come back. Let me check the shelter just like one more time. So I went down there. He wasn't there. And this lady, she goes, well, have you met Franco? So I'm thinking like Franco is this dude who's like a missing cat expert <laughs> or some shit. You know, so I'm like, nah, but you know, I'll, I'll meet him and shit, you know, like anything that could help, right? So she goes, all right, sit in this room. So I sit on this bench and there's cat toys around. And she comes walking in with a cat. She's like, here's Franco. Like, who the fuck names a cat Franco? But I can't talk shit. I named a cat Butthole. So, so they had already named him. And I, he was such a sweet kitty. I mean, she was like, he's been there a really long time. And all this other shit. Like, all the sucker shit you know, that I needed to adopt. And they're good at it. And it was like, all right. And I was going to change his name. But he knew his name. Because the lady who had to take him to the shelter... She had him for a minute and then couldn't keep him for some reason. She had already named him, so he knew his name. So I wasn't going to fuck with it. Like, all right, Franco it is, I guess. <laughs> and, and Grace is the same thing. I got her from the same shelter. They give all the cats human names. So it's like, hey, Bob, how you doing, man? Yeah, so it's like, yeah. Uh-huh. No. So yeah, Franco. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, he acts like a fucking Franco. He acts like a That sounds Franco. like a mobster. Right, and he acts like that and shit. You know, one day something like somehow a mouse got in my house. I don't even know how. And he caught that bitch. He's a he's a badass motherfucker. He's a killer. And I could not get the mouse out of his goddamn mouth. He man, I don't know. He wasn't giving it up to my fucking mouse. Man, he was pissed off at me all day for taking well, his fucking eat mouse. It. He, yeah, he's a, he's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and he walks and he walks like he's in the mob he has this swagger <laughs> like it's like Damn, you're a genius shit bro like alright <laughs> you're you my cat that swag <laughs> and he does he has <laughs> and it's like you know what you're my kind of cat <laughs> he's, he's cool as fuck <laughs> <laughs> look is he a hit cat like yeah do some work for me Franco yeah and you know he trips cause like this one cat came to my back door and my female cat just flips out. She like, I'm gonna hook you up. And he just sits there looking at him and he, and he puts his head back and looks down and he just sits there and just locks eyes. Like, I fuck it, I'm gonna get you, bitch. I'm gonna get you, just calm. It's it's scary calm. Like, yeah, he, he acts like a Franco. It was a good name for him. Franco. Franco, my little killer. That's crazy. <laughs> that <is> crazy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's such a badass he killed a dead mouse <laughs> I got this mouse got in a trap what it was is I in, in between my foundation and my wall I guess there was a hole somewhere so now that I plugged it up I ain't got no problems anymore well this fucking mouse got in and I caught it in a trap one of those snap traps now I didn't know because it happened at night so I'm upstairs in bed and I hear this big meow and just this metal clinking coming up the stairs. And I'm like, what the fuck? So, you know, I grab my gun and shit because I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And I, I flip the light on and it's a red light in my bedroom because if I have a bright light, I can't go to sleep. So it's a red light. And all I see is Franco and this mouse trap. And I thought, oh, fuck. He got his face caught in a mousetrap. Son of a, this is going to be expensive. Okay. So then I flipped the regular light on. No. He grabbed the mouse that got caught in the trap. And he was killing the mouse that was dead. And he brought it up to me and showed it to me. Like, look, Ma. Look what I got. Mm. 
just, <laughs> he's a funny mm-hmm. motherfucker. I love him. Mm-hmm. No. But he's not named Butthole. <laughs> oh. That's crazy. No, no more buttholes and, and no more cocaine. <laughs> that's, that's enough of the weird, weirdly named pets for me. That's nah, a mobster, mobster cat named Frank right. Gomez. Yeah, and he's a tuxedo cat. He's black and white, so he looks like he's wearing a suit <laughs> and shit. <laughs> I took a picture of him on... The only reason I use Snapchat is like to use filters on my cat. <laughs> and I got like a door on him. I'll send you a picture of him. Oh funny as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he'll give you a dirty look. He don't give a fuck. You come over and you don't give him a treat, he'll give you a dirty look. Fuck you. <laughs> he might be packed. You know, I, I just, I almost wouldn't be surprised. This cat care look good. <laughs> right? Got a goddamn leather belt on him. Oh, he can't total 25 in his, in his pocket. You know, they're like, that's where my shotgun went, <laughs> goddamn it. Yeah, so I bring it back. Right, right. And he'll look you dead ass when he does it. He's, he's crazy. He's crazy. But I love him. I love him. He suits me perfectly. <laughs> just perfectly. Wow. And my female, we have a problem because, like, my bed is black, my couch is black, she's black. So I almost sat on her a few times. Got like, open your eyes. <laughs> right, right. I got to call her, shake the treats, and she's like, okay, all right, you're over there. All right, I can sit down. The cat yeah, went camouflage. Yeah, really, really. I took a picture of her once. She couldn't fucking see it because she's laying on the black couch. She had her eyes closed. Couldn't see a goddamn thing. That's crazy. That is wow. Oh, God. Well, Rage, um, yeah, we've been at this for a minute, but I yeah. really, really, really appreciate your time. Um, no problem. I always have fun on your show. Oh, <laughs> we got to do this again when I hopefully it won't be uh, something as uh, jacked up as this virus and stuff, something crack fun like we did on the first interview. I mean, like, I don't even know what's next. An alien invasion? Like, what, what now? Because we already survived. January was World War Three, So now coronavirus, I mean, I don't even know what's next. Man, <laughs> I, I don't even want to try to take a guess at it. Fucking Armageddon and shit. I don't even know. You never know. <laughs> so hopefully we survive. We both survive till the next. Because right. uh, I know um, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, I was looking outside. It was a very clear night. And... I don't know which planet it was. I mean, some people told me it was Venus, but mm-hmm. it was clear as day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll do that on a I'm good like, night. That's a planet. Now, if Venus starts getting closer, like, hey, you know. Yeah, if it's like <laughs> sitting equal with the moon and stuff, I'm like, uh, right. something ain't quite right. I ain't even got a plan or enough MREs mm-hmm. for that shit, so I don't even know. Like, I don't even know what to like. Fuck it, just fuck it. I'm gonna start drinking. Like, I, <laughs> look, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna hold you off as long as I can, but I mean, <laughs> trying to trying to avoid being probed. <laughs> I ain't with it. <laughs> You know, maybe I'll go out and try to probe them. Yeah, yeah, you goes. might look. You're like, um, do you guys even know what I do for a living? Cause right. I got, like, I got all the probes I'm like, you guys technically are amateurs. You came to right. class. 
I'm gonna sexually harass him like yo I ain't never had no alien dick before <laughs> well I mean I I have but not that kind of alien dick uh, like you know what's up big boy oh <laughs> god <laughs> they'll leave cause I'll just sexually yeah, like, harass man, him so hard we land like, wrong fuck this, this, this crazy wrong planet, bro we need bed we out <laughs> <laughs> See the monkey? They they pull up in an Audi spaceship. Like, <laughs> like uh-huh. I told you to roll up the windows when we pass this uh-huh. one. You won't stop by and check oh. this out. Now look at you. <laughs> like, come on, man! You haven't even seen the probes. Yeah, come on down to the dungeon. Let me show you something. I got some. Yeah, I got this electric like, uh, Negative. Let's play. <laughs> we out. And Mistress Rage saves the earth. For real. <laughs> you be like the rock. I'm run for fucking president. You probably could. You probably could. I probably could. I feel like I feel like I really could. <laughs> Especially when you consider like you know. Look, the competition right. ain't, ain't right. difficult. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, well, it was great talking to you. And uh, next time, let us both be healthy when we Yes, again. yes, absolutely, absolutely. And thank you again for having me. I always have a great time thank with you. Thank you for being here. And we will do this again soon. So, um, Mrs. Rage, I'm out of here. This is uh, Ron Savage, a.k.a. 45 Black. 